Good to have you. The Bill Michaels Show. Final hour of the program. Got another hour yet to go. Got a lot to get to. Um, a lot of different emails, man. A whole bunch of stuff uh, coming in today. So, I, And I haven't got to them yet, so I apologize. I've paid attention to a lot of you over on the Bud Light live stream. Um, <laughs> people are not giving me country songs in, regard, in regards to John Deere tractors. Not doing which it. Is, which is fantastic. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Um, 877-867-1670. Uh, by the way, uh, Rick says my buddy got uh, a DUI on a horse. <laughs> he fought it and settled on reckless endangerment to an animal in disorderly conduct. So he didn't he get the DUI. He runs the 50. He runs the 40. The guy right? is drunk. <laughs> yes. That's one of the best calls. He's got two fantastic calls. Kevin Harlan always calls like great stuff out of the ordinary weird, but that that's one of the that's one of the best. We got to get Kevin Harlan to call the high speed tractor chase or the tractor chase. Yeah, but you got to you got to do it with the crowd in the background, you know. So I would love to see you know like Kevin Harlan in a, doing a ride along <laughs> with a police car, you know, and just some weird thing. Be awesome. Did you see the rest of the details real quick about the chase? Uh, no, I didn't. The tractor hit at least two vehicles and pushed a dumpster into a church. The police, <laughs> the police used stop sticks. Those spikes, they were ineffective. No, not on a tractor. The police then shot out the tire. That was also ineffective. I was going to say that's not effective until the guy jumped off the tractor with a knife, but then he got tased. Don't tase me, bro. Oh, my God. Uh, by the way, uh, Andrew says, did you read the story about the woman in uh, South Carolina got a DUI on a Power Wheels? <laughs> okay. Let, let's, let's, let's step back for a second. I, I want to know. I didn't read that story. But I want to know. How effed up you got to be to be cruising around hammered in a power wheels on public streets. It's one thing if you're in your yard, but it, once you put it on the public street, who called, who called on it? Which he was like going down to the liquor store. That's what I want to know. <laughs> you know. Who takes a power wheels? She's in her Malibu Barbie power wheels, you know, styling and profiling, tops down. How are we looking? Woo! Can I see your driver's license? Uh, no, I, I got nothing. I'm in a power wheels. I can't even get out of the car to walk the line. My legs are so jacked up in this thing. Uh, oh, man, that's awesome. I'm getting all these uh, no, Noah dude who got pulled over on a blank story now. I need to stop asking questions. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, God. Really? Uh, this is from Jack. Jack says there was a guy in Marshfield not that long ago that got pulled over riding a tricycle on Main Street. First of all, you really got to call it a pullover? Do you pull him over or you just tell him stop and put your foot in front of him? <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you. I'm not. I'm not going to. You know, all I keep picturing is uh, the uh, the show Revenge of the Nerds, 
when they all had to do in that in the final you know feats of whatever and they had the one guy that was on the tricycle and they all had to drink a beer after every lap and then he falls over at the end all these people passing out all you gotta do is just like reach out and grab the handlebars stop oh god i can't believe i'm getting pulled over on a tricycle in marshfield really who was that Oh my do you, god! Do you ride a tricycle or do you pedal a tricycle? I think you pedal you know? a tricycle. Yeah, I'd probably say you ride a bike, but at the same time, you're the one who's exerting the effort. <laughs> Our buddy Steve says, as a resident in Richfield, it was about ten years ago. There was a golfer from West Dallas or West Milwaukee. I can't remember. Uh, he was at Kettle Hills Golf Course at the outing on 167. <laughs> Didn't want to drive home because he was hammered uh, and get a DUI, so he took a golf cart and got pulled over. That's just, well, that's moronic. He was on 41-45 on a golf cart. God. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Scott says, listening to you out here in Phoenix, Arizona, up near Cave Creek, there was a guy that came out of one of the bars up there and was riding a horse, fell off the horse in the middle of the street, got a DUI. Now I will say, let me let me let me back up. At the Buffalo Chip in Cave Creek, that's the old Max McGee bar from years gone by. They still have hitching posts out front. At least they did the last time I was there. They and and guys do come down out of the the, the mountains up there for whatever it is they're hurting. I guess I don't know, uh, but they do come. They do ride horses. They have a rodeo there on Wednesday nights out back. I mean, like legitimate rodeo. So I can see that. <laughs> You get so hammered, you fall off your horse. <laughs> oh, my God. That's just, that's embarrassing uh, to all get out. There you have it. Um. Oh, by the way, uh, my buddy Mick is listening to us in South Carolina, down there where the uh, the tractor tractor race took, took place. Um. Oh, Brandon says, can we just have a cop call in and give you some good stories? I, uh, you know what? I get some that every now and then, yeah, they're, they're, you know, the people they pull over. The majority of it now is the complete and total disrespect and how many people they arrest just because, um, you know, my son, obviously being a police officer, he just says, dad, you, you just can't believe it. And specifically people coming from Illinois, cause he's down near the Lake Geneva area. But he said uh, the the people that come in from Illinois will just do the stupidest stuff and get hammered. And then when you go to arrest them, they're like, what are you talking about? He's like, well, yeah, you can't do that here. And they say, well, the people back home don't arrest us. And he's like, well, I don't know what to tell you, but here you get arrested for this. You know, you can't walk up and down the street smoking weed and and being hammered and drinking and then jump into a car and act like it's no big deal. You know, he said, you can't believe the people that just look at you like, you're really arresting me? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That's off. That's awesome. Then there's the snowmobile patrol. You're right. Snowmobilers, UTVers. Uh, the DNR, you don't mess with. DNR, they got more power than God. They're higher up than the state patrol, than the uh, local city police. They They can do anything. You know, if you, God forbid, you, you know, are drunk and you run over an owl, you'll never see the light of day again. I wish everybody was the, uh, was the, uh, was the, was the DNR. 877-867-1670. Oh, here it is. 
Back in 2009, after drinking at least 10 beers at the golf course on State Highway 167, uh, being left behind by oh, so is so he didn't take the the golf cart because he didn't want to take his car. His his relatives left him behind. He was so hammered. They're like, get get the hell out of here. The South Milwaukee man decided to drive himself nearly 40 miles back home. He stole a golf cart. <laughs> didn't even take time to throw the empty beer cans out of the cart before hitting the road in the commandeered golf cart, according to the Washington County Sheriff's Department. That's awesome. That's oh, by the way, it was his second DUI. Oh, nice. He consumed 10 beers. There you go. <laughs> Took a golf cart. I wonder what he'll do it every time. Day. 40 miles in a golf cart. Yeah, Ben wants to know what your score was. Oh, what was your handicap? Oh, my goodness. Did your handicap go up? Is uh, maybe you were drinking the beers? Did it go down? Was your swing a little bit better? Did it loosen up your back? Or you did the headache go away? Or did the headache hamper you? <laughs> Ben wants to know. Did he take any time to, you know, clean his clubs before stealing the golf cart? Are his clubs still yes. strapped to the back? Do you put your Somebody head covers a joke back on? Him on? And they, he hit a bump on 41 and the clubs fall off. <laughs> <laughs> Got to put your head covers back on, man. Come on. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's fantastic. You Got to put your head covers back on before you hit the highway. Oh, my goodness. That is just awesome. <laughs> he could have. Paul, Paul, he said, was he still wearing his spikes? Does it matter? Does it matter if he was wearing his spikes or not? <laughs> That's irrelevant to the story. It's like the one time the rangefinder actually comes in handy. <laughs> Yeah, you can see him pointing it at his house down the road. I got 40 miles to go. I can get it there on, on one cart, you know, one that's charge. Like a, I'm good. That's like a five iron. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> that's hilarious. I must admit, I I don't oh. know how to tie this back into Rogers. But no, I don't I mean, either. he is a golf cart. That Bakhtiari yeah. got him. Rogers got, yeah, but that golf cart flies. That's not made for golfing. That golf cart flies. He can get home 40 miles in that thing. Take him maybe about an hour, but, yeah, he can he can do it. I bet you that thing does about probably 50, 55 miles an hour. Oh, yeah. Have you ever taken the governor off of a golf cart? I've seen people do it. I must say I've um, I'm a walker. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. Uh, there was a time when I got a golf cart, and I had some friends. Uh, we were at Road America. And it was uh, notoriously slow with no power. And when you put a couple people in it, it just didn't go anywhere. And it took us forever to get around. My buddy said, here, no problem. He used to work at a golf cart or a golf course. He said, here, he flips up the seat and he says, this is what you do. And he pulls the spring on the governor and takes this, stretches it out, you know. And he said, okay, let's try it. So I, uh, I decided to go ahead and give it gas. And it about broke my neck. It about threw us out, out of it. Problem was it got going. <laughs> going so fast when i hit the brakes i damn near ran through about six porta potties because <laughs> the brakes locked up and all i kept thinking was oh my god if i'd have ran through six porta potties uh first of all uh i don't know if anybody was in them at the time but secondly oh the mess <laughs> i would have never been allowed back into road america ever so, uh, yeah, 
Yeah, you take the governor off of a uh, off of a golf cart. Oh boy, yeah, you can get them going, especially those ones that are kind of jacked up. Uh, let's do this. We're gonna put some. Uh, we're gonna... <laughs> Ronald wants to know if he was penalized a stroke for going out of bounds. Oh my God! Yeah. Did he did he lose his visor? What the hell was Spurrier driving the cart? Was his name? Oh, Steve relax Spurrier? now. Come on, Hugh Freeze. Was no. it Doug Peterson? <laughs> it was Hugh Freeze. Did he lose? Did he lose Hugh Freeze? Right. Oh my God, that's a, that's fantastic. Okay, uh, we got to put sanity back into the show. Is he wearing his spikes? I have no idea. Have you seen? Let me ask you this: Have you seen the meme of the guy in? He's wearing one of those cousin Eddie hats. And he's wearing nothing but like a, a like a thong bikini bottom. He's cutting the he's out in the snow cutting the grass. He's wearing boots. Have you seen that? No, Ben. Okay, I'll send it to you. It's out there, and it says something about you know when the edibles wear off in Wisconsin or something like that. And <laughs> so this goes around. I've seen it like ten times, right? So finally, I posted. I said, can anybody tell me why he's so cold? And I said, oh, dot, dot, dot. Oh, I know why. Because he only has one sock on. Out of all the things you see in that picture, I noticed the dude's only wearing one sock. (laughs) So that's the kind of stupidity that I'm dealing with over here in the same sense of the guy stole a golf cart. He's going 40 miles home on 4145 because he was so drunk and his relatives didn't want to take him home. But yet people want to know if he's wearing spikes. I get it. I'm I'm, I'm on board with you, man. That's that's a good way to go. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. That's awesome. (laughs) Welcome back to the program. Glad to have you. In case you haven't, uh, you know, wondered why we're playing that, it's because uh, in uh, in North Carolina, in Boone, North Carolina, I think, involving a John Deere tractor, they had a uh, chase today. Guy in a big John Deere tractor, leading about six to eight cops down the road, and uh, finally, they had to shoot out his tires. They had the, the police shot out a tire. That didn't work. Police used the stop sticks because the tires are so big and thick. That didn't work. Tractor hit a couple of vehicles and pushed a dumpster into a church. I shouldn't laugh, but that's kind of funny. Uh, the guy finally jumped off the tractor uh, with a knife. Uh, no match, though. They tased him. Don't tase me, bro. And down he goes. So, so that's why we got into this whole weird dialogue of stuff. If you haven't seen it already, um, the meme that I was talking about, I just reposted it both on the uh, Facebook fan page and over on Twitter. And that's what I'm saying. When the guy, when people are talking about different stories, you ask weird questions. Some guy stole a golf cart and people are saying, well, was he wearing spikes? It's like, who cares? Uh, and then there's the guy that's, uh, you know, under the, the meme uh, when the edibles wear off and he's snow blowing in a thong and a hat and a pair of boots. But my question is, how cold is he? Because he's only wearing one sock. So you can see it on the Facebook fan page and over on Twitter. There you go. Oh, the weirdness. Just just killing me. 
killing me today. Uh, 877-867-1670. You want to hit us up, uh, by all means, give us a shout. Uh, this is from our buddy JD. He says, uh, hey, if uh, you were to trade Rodgers, what would you expect in return? My argument would be they should uh, get whatever trading the number one pick would be. Maybe uh, one and a two this year and a three for the next year. Uh, my reasoning for such high demand is even though he's old, he's shown a decrease in play over the last couple of years. His value is still high. I would be willing to bet that, uh, let's say, hypothetically, he could enter this year's draft even at his age. And with his talent and experience, team would still take him as the number one pick overall. Correct? J.D., you're absolutely right. You could get a couple of them out of him, as a matter of fact. Yeah. You can get a couple of them, I, w- I would imagine. Because if he's going to give you – if you have a team that you feel is ready to go, you just need a quarterback – and you've got money and draft capital, then you could make this a season right now. Right now. Uh, this is from uh, this is from Walter who says, the problem is no matter what you do with Aaron Rodgers, he's always going to say it's the relationship between he and the receivers that needs to be cultivated and it takes time. We don't have that kind of time. you got to come down to their level, and this is what I've been saying, and actually throw the ball to them and then begin to trust them as they make more and more catches. You can't always try to make the big play. You have to be able to just run the offense. Aaron Rodgers won't do that, which makes him less valuable. And then he's got uh, hashtag uh, see what Mahomes did. Mahomes lost Tariq Hill. They brought in Juju Smith-Schuster, and they brought in uh, MVS, and they still had Travis Kelsey, don't get me wrong. But he made it work. He made it work. Just started throwing him the ball. You just you just got to, you know? I mean, what do you do? I get it. Scott says, uh, hey, Bill, told friends two to three years ago we should get uh, what we can for Aaron Rodgers and just move on, that we wouldn't have this discussion yet again. A uh, supposed quote from uh, Einstein, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. It's time to move on. The only bad thing is we don't get what we could have back then. That's from Scott in Ap- uh, Arpin. Wisconsin. Scott, appreciate the email. Uh, I still think you can get quite a bit for Aaron Rodgers. The problem is what, uh, you know, how, well, I guess uh, you got to put put it this way. I'm still, you're in this. You're in it. I think trading him is, is kind of out of the question right now. Unless, of course, you're ready to fully not rebuild, but just kind of reload what you have, you know, over the next year, then spend some money, fill some holes, and give the best possible team to Jordan Love and have one down year. But I I, I think you're in it. I think you're in it. 877-867-1670. Find us. I, I, I think you're in it. Uh, uh, purple lilac says I live near, um, near RL and he said they do try to catch the snowmobilers and the ATVers all the time for sure. Watcher says, I'm afraid we're going to hear the same excuse. Uh, you don't trade an MVP quarterback argument. I don't, I. I, 
I, I can't use the argument MVP because right now he's not. He certainly didn't look like it this year. I can't use the they were so close that you got to run it back argument. I can't. And, and that's why the whole discussion of, well, you know, uh, you got to keep a guy like Bakhtiari and I, you know, I want to play the rest of my career with Big Dog and Tanya and, and keep those guys. And if Cobb wants to come back, I want him to bring him back. And, you know, you go through that litany of guys and and Alan Lazard, and I'm like, well, you just had the chance to win with him, and you didn't. What was the problem? I, I wish Aaron would talk more about what the problems were, what, the, what they actually were. You know, if Aaron would say, you know, look, hey, here's here's three or four things. One is uh, I wasn't on the same page with the coach, or the coach wasn't on the same page with me, or, you know, uh, defensively it took the young guys a little bit of a, a while, or, uh, you know, the offensive line wasn't good until we got more continuity, you know, throw, moving guys around. The versatility was great, you know. There, there's reasons why things didn't work. Or if he would just say, and I know people would say, well, you're just making excuses. But it could be that, you know, he could say, look, my, th- my thumb was broke and it was broke pretty bad. They gave me the option of surgery. I just opted not to. Um, but it, it was bad. I couldn't get under center. It really hurt. You know, I couldn't throw the ball right. You know, every now and then I'd get off a good pass. But for the most part, I was sporadic this year. It's unlike me. You know, but I just wanted to gut it out. I wanted to show my teammates that I was there for them. I'd respect that. You know, I, I mean, I don't know what all the reasons are why it didn't work, but that that's what I'm saying, you know. So that I, I, I'm i right along with. But I can't get on board with just you got to run it back with the same guys and the same guys you want to retire with, and if they want to come back, then we should bring them back. And, you know, are there better receivers out there than Alan Lazard? Absolutely. Are there better receivers out there than Randall Cobb? Absolutely. Now, does Cobb know it better than anybody else? Absolutely. So there's something to be said for that. What about Big Dog? You want Tanyan, but you don't really utilize him as a weapon in the offense nearly enough. You don't call enough plays for the tight end. Play action is not a part of that mix, and tight ends are a big part of that. Did you see what Dak Prescott did with Schultz in one of the first scores of the game the other night? Terrific play action, then dump it off to the, the, the tight end going across the middle. Clear that area out. Nothing creative about that. Just really good execution. You know, I, I if if you're going to run, say, three and four wide, who, who are your best three? Do you trust Christian Watson? I mean, you've had these guys for a year now. I mean, it's like, come on. You know, this whole thing about trust, and it's, 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 it's done. You know, you don't have time. You know, you don't have time. So I, I, I understand everything. I, I understand everything Rodgers is saying. It's just there's a hypocrisy to it. Because if you could win with them, then you would have run it back with them. You know what I mean? Don't forget, coming up tonight, we're going to be uh, myself and Mike Clements. Mike's going to give you his opinion on all this, too. So it's going to be a very uh, interesting show this evening. We're going to be down at the Root River Center in Franklin tonight from 6 to 8. It's the Bill Michaels Huddle brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. Don't forget, a week from Friday... A week from Friday, I am really looking forward to this. We're going to be at the Stillery in Grafton. On site that day, uh, the doors open up at 11, from 11 to 2. We're going to be on the air 10 to 2, but from 11 to 2, you can come out and check out the show. But also, they've got Bud Light specials, giving away a bunch of stuff from Bud Light, and you will literally walk away with a 55-inch TV if you're the winner. Right there. It's like right there. Here you go. Take it home. Go enjoy yourself. 
giving that away, a 55-inch big screen TV right then, right there, coming up next Friday. Not this one, but next Friday at the Stillery in Grafton. Some whiskey specials, lunch specials, Bud Light specials, all that kind of stuff. Looking forward to that. All brought to you by our friends at Bud Light as well. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. successful night as uh, our friends at Smoke in the Water had a big bingo night out there last night. Bingo is back. Yeah. Saw some friends out there. Um, was it uh, a couple of the uh, couple of friends? Uh, I saw Angie, my, my buddy. Angie's the president of the Fisher House, by the way. Saw Angie out there and uh, all the gang hanging out last night. So a lot of fun. Looked like a good time. Good stuff. Uh, but by the way, they have good music. The music series continues at uh, Sloppy Joe's and Smoke on the Water. Smoke on the Water, they have that downstairs, beautiful downstairs on Okachi Lake, and they've been running really good bands through there. Um, so if you have been thinking in any way, shape, or form uh, about heading out to, uh, to uh, you know, Smoke on the Water or heading out to the Lake Country area, stop in. Tell Joe and Ellen Hennis. I know they've got some really good food out there, too. Uh, Chef Jerry Garcia took over the kitchen. Oh, boy, they've really upped their game when it comes to... Um, when it comes to the food at Smoke on the Water, it's fantastic. So if you haven't seen it yet, haven't been there yet, or maybe you have been, you haven't been there in a while, great place to go. Terrific place to go and really, really good people, uh, which I say that all the time, but I really mean it. Uh, they are awesome people. So stop out to either Sloppy Joe's on Hubertus in Hubertus or head out towards uh, the Lake Country area out in Okachi Lake and check out our friends at Smoke on the Water. Good stuff there. Uh, let's go back to the phones. Let's talk to our buddy Ed out in Madison. Ed, how you doing, man? What's going on? Hey, unit. Oh, man, I'm looking for a voice of reason. You're the source. Thank you. <laughs> yes. I, you know, I remember you. I, I always say this to you probably every once in a while. I remember you from back in the TMJ days and um, back in the old farm era. And I always loved your show. And you were just oh, appreciate it. Thank it. You. you were real. And I'm sitting back here in Wisconsin, Madison, and you kind of get a different take on opinions. The Rogers watch. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm all about giving a guy his fair share of opportunities to come forward and be a really important part of our, of the franchise. But this is so, so much reminiscent of Brett. But there's one thing I, I felt that Brett didn't do. Maybe he did. I can't reminisce back that far. Did he really, did Favre really hold Green Bay accountable, like hostage, like you didn't get, you got to give me my kind of guys? Because I keep hearing Randy Moss, Randy Moss this, Randy Moss that. Did Randy Moss really want to come to Green Bay? I don't he think did. he did. Um, Randy he had did. said that he would, he said that he wanted to play with Favre. Now, this is after the fact. Nobody heard anything at the time. He said that he would have liked to have played with Favre. Now, whether or not he meant he wanted to play in Green Bay or in Minnesota after the fact, who knows? But um, he said, yeah, he, I mean, his agent, they had the same agent, Buss Cook. And so Buss Cook was trying to arrange that deal. Favre didn't hold the team hostage and say, you have to get these guys or I'm not coming back or it's going to you know, change my decision. Favre would never do that. Favre never did that, as a matter of fact. And also Favre knew Ted Thompson wasn't giving in. 
if you weren't going to come and play, then talk to you later. Here's your locker. We'll we'll pay you twenty million dollars to be a marketing agent. Go away. Uh, they did, he didn't deal with that. Uh, whereas Rogers has had a say, and Ro- all Rogers has asked for is the voice at the table, and I understand that. But I don't think your decision to play should be based on whether or not you've got a comfort with older guys in the locker room that have been there, done that. I think it should be, do you want to play? Do you have the capability to win? Let us put the best team we think around you. Uh, now, certainly you have an input in that because you've seen a lot, done a lot. You've been very an integral cog of winning a championship and understand what it takes. But let us try to put the best people around you. Don't dictate to us who we have to have in order for you to come back because ultimately that's money that we could allocate in different areas. That's the only difference between Rodgers and Favre is they gave Rodgers a, a seat at the table. Well, I applaud his confidence that he thinks he can win an MVP again with the right team, which kind of steams me a little bit because he's kind of throwing a shade out there that, well, you know, I can just go anywhere else I want to go. But, you know, he's still going to be the old guy in the locker room, and he's still going to have guys that don't know him as well, and there's going to be an adjustment period. And there's going to be guys that are that are probably – that should be not playing football right now, mm-hmm. such as maybe the current Packers that are on their – you know, like the tight end, um, Randall Cobb. Um, those guys that are just maybe are past their prime and, and time to move on and get a fresh, a fresh perspective. I think a fresh outlook, a fresh beginning. I know it's going to suck. Maybe we're going to go back to maybe not doing as well, but maybe Jordan Love is ready. Maybe we got to give the guy a fair share, a fair shake. And I don't know. I'm not saying I want to get rid of Aaron Rodgers, but I don't like the gamesmanship that he continually holds Green Bay to and the fan base. This is not good mm-hmm. for loving a man that has done what he did many years ago. I mean, we can live in the past, but I'm all about living for today. And I want I want a new beginning. And that's how I, I, how I feel. So. No, I appreciate that. And thanks for the phone call. I It's not that I am um, – I, I, think, I, I think Kevin Harlan said it earlier too. It's not that I am afraid of a new beginning. There's always some anxiety. There's always some anticipation. There's always some, you know, positive anxiousness in a new beginning. The one thing I do know, and Kevin said it best as well, is that to find another Hall of Fame quarterback in back-to-back years or back-to-back quarterback play in a franchise is like finding the diamond in the rough. You didn't expect it. You fell upon it, it happened, and you thank God it happened. To have one Hall of Fame quarterback uh, in a franchise is awesome. To have two is incredible when you go back to Bart Starr. Then in, then the, 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 the desert that was the 70s and 80s, even though you did have a quality quarterback in Lynn Dickey, but you didn't have the defense to back him up. But then to find Aaron Rodgers, to then have a really a, a, an only a one-year drop-off, a pretty smooth transition from one Hall of Famer to the next is very rare. That's, you know, goes go back to like Montana to Young. It's very rare, right? And then to think that no big deal, we're just going to move on to Jordan Love, we're going to have success. Like that's going to happen. It just It just doesn't. It just doesn't happen that way. Um, the likelihood of of Jordan Love being 
a Hall of Famer and or even far above average is the likelihood of it is minimal. There has never been a franchise in the history of football to go from one Hall of Famer to another Hall of Famer to another Hall of Famer. Which is why when you say, move on, get rid of him. I've always said, man, Hank, when you got that guy in your stable, man, you hang on to him like grim death. You do. And I, I, I haven't really changed my mind there when it comes to hanging on to Aaron Rodgers. What I'm saying is, is just stop. Just go away. Talk about what, you, you, what you're doing in the offseason. Go work on your legs because you looked a little old and slow. And it wasn't just because of the knee ladder in, in the latter portion of the season. You looked old and slow. You know, I'll say it. Others are saying it. You know, others that cover the teams, man, he looked older this year. He just looked old. He looked slow this year. Okay, I'm saying it. You looked a little older and a little slower. Just not as quick, not not the snap that you had, you know? And it looked like you dropped off. Now, is that because you didn't put as much time in the offseason to working on the legs and working on the body and working on the health? Or is it because father time? I'd like to know. So run it back one more time. But you got to run it back better players because you can't do it with the same guys and expect a different result. And let's be honest. For the most part, you were a relatively healthy team this year. You weren't decimated by injuries. The year that you won the Super Bowl, you lost six starting linebackers. The two guys that didn't go down were Clay Matthews and, and A.J. Hawk. Everybody else dropped off. From the Frank Zombos to the Brady Papingas, they were all just dropping like flies, man. You haven't been devastated like that. You don't have that kind of depth. So if you want to run it back, I'm all in favor of it. But when you do it, you you, you gotta you gotta do it and gotta come back and say I'm here and I'm strong and this is what we're gonna do. Let's do it. Let's run it back. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Got a final segment coming up in the program. This portion of the program brought to you by our friend. We are finalizing, and I'm hoping we can work this out. But Stoley's Hog Alley has reopened. The renovation is done. It's beautiful, uh, great place. Uh, and we try to always support a lot of the businesses that support us. But if we can work it in, we're going to try to get in another broadcast before we leave for Super Bowl. Maybe it's uh, going into the uh, Super Bowl that maybe we do something from Stoley's Hog Alley out in Oconomowoc, and uh, we can do another lunch deal. I'd love to do it, but uh, we're, we're working on it. But if not, doesn't matter. Still stop out. They got great food. The place is newly rent. Still got that new new bar smell to it. Stop out the Stoley, Stoley's Hog Alley in Oconomowoc right there in Summit, or Stoles Old 109, and that place is awesome up in Watertown. I don't get there nearly enough, but stop there as well. Two great places, but more so even great, even better people. Just, uh, uh, you know, Jeff and Alicia are fantastic. Stay tuned. we got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. Even though we only have one segment yet to go, yet to come. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, Here's Mike Clemens. Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers says he wants to take some time to rest and recover before making a decision about returning for a 19th NFL season. Rodgers also named some players he wants to see return to the Packers roster before he decides to stay in Green Bay. A guy like Mercedes Lewis, that's a guy I want to finish my career with. If I'm playing, I want that guy next to me. I want the Randall Cobbs of the world, if he wants to be playing, in my locker room. You know, Alan Lazard, Bobby Tunyon, Dave Bakhtiari. 
there's a lot of interesting names that um, we'll see, you know, their uh, desire to re-sign these certain guys who are glue guys in the locker room will be an interesting conversation to be had. Rodgers on the McAfee Show. The Packers went on a five-game losing streak after losing to the Giants in London. Rodgers injuring his throwing hand. I asked GM Brian Gutekinds, did they consider starting Jordan Love instead of a quarterback playing with a fractured thumb? Yeah, I mean, I think as long as we're in it, you know, we were going to play the guy that gave us the best chance to win those games, you know. I talked here at the bye week. I think we might have been 4-8 and at the time. You've seen teams quit before in those situations, and our guys never did. They kept coming to work. It just didn't happen. But um, as long as we have an opportunity to keep winning games and keep moving forward and get in the playoffs, we're always going to make the decision to, to, to go out and win the game. The Giants face the Eagles this Saturday night after they beat the Vikings 31-24 to in the wild card round. New York's Brian Dable on getting a win in the playoffs in his first year as head coach. You know, getting the calls in quickly, making sure we're in the right kind of formation huddle-wise, um, communicating the personnel, all those things, that's what makes the difference. Um, came down to a few plays, we made a few more than they did, and get ready to play Philly here. That's Giants head coach Brian Dable. I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. Bill Michael show continues on. Uh, we got a lot of people to get to, a lot of stuff to get to before we get out of here. And I, there's no way I can get to it all. And by the way, I, whether you're positive, whether you're negative, whatever you want to talk about, um, and rip and yell and scream and, and whine and bitch and moan, whatever. It was a good day today. Um, the, uh, you know, Steven says, what an effing clown. Uh, I want, 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 want the huge contract, want my guys back, want to be able to run it all back again and not going to be able to win. Who cares? Uh, on the other hand, Mark says, who would turn down money? That's a joke. Every one of us knows that we would take the money in a heartbeat. So why are people coming down on Aaron Rodgers? Uh, you know what? And, and Mark, I don't have enough time left in the show to... It, it's just a different world. It just is. It's a vastly different world for what you and I live in to what players that are making $50 million or $30 million or $20 million live in. When you've accumulated the wealth of, you know, in a, in a 10 year, 15 year period of $400 million, I, it's a, it's a, just a different world for us. So I don't want to get into that. Um, Dan says all the playoff quarterbacks right now are 29 years old and younger and are able to make the plays with their legs still time to move on from Rogers. It's about the, it's about the name on the front of the Jersey, not the name on the back. Um, this is from Corey says, can you imagine being as good at his job? And he is saying, no, you shouldn't pay me what I deserve to get paid. Who in their right mind would do that? Uh, and again, I, it is, you know, I, I don't have enough time to get into that. Um, Says uh, Peter says, I agree. I've had a blast watching him play over the years, but overall, I don't think it's beneficial to keep him around. Unfortunately, they've already signed that insane contract. Aaron is right when he states there's no reason to come back uh, unless he's going to be going to a Super Bowl. To think that he's going to a Super Bowl with Green Bay next year and all the same guys, that's unbelievable in every sense of the word. Um, Jay says, uh, the diva approach is just so manipulating to the fans. He keeps telling us how much he loves us, but then he does this to us every year. Uh, this guy is a total joke. He should try politics. 
and it goes on from there. Um, you know, uh, let's say this says, let's not get ahead of ourselves. It's like Roger said, pay me this much. Otherwise I'm out. Even if he took the pay cut, you think the organization goes out in free agency and signs another veteran or two, a few key pieces to get us over the hump. Oh wait, that never happens. Alex, that's a bad statement because they wanted to, they did, they did not have the ability to, it's a different circumstance now. It's also a different, different person now, you know, it's a different person in charge than what they did. They went out and spent money on a special teams uh, coach, something they had not done. It is different. So you got it. You can't just say it because the past, you know, um, so it just goes on and on. So there, there's a lot of emails today and a lot of reaction, to all of this. So I appreciate it all. Good or bad. Appreciate it all. Appreciate it all. Um, this one's from Kathy who says, uh, regardless of what happens, I'm just sick of all the conversation about Aaron Rodgers. I know he brings it on himself, but we buy into it. What if we just ignored him? Oh, that would be great. Uh, Kathy, it's, it's put it this way, Kathy, let me ask you this. If we decided today was the day that we're just going to talk Brewers postseason or hot stove, Bucks basketball in the win last night. And by the way, give credit to UWM. The UWM Panthers, for those that aren't noticing, are actually winning in the Horizon League, and they're atop the Horizon League, so give them all the credit in the world. We're probably going to have, cross your fingers, three teams from the state of Wisconsin in the NCAA tournament. All of that talk today. Um, and I've said it time and again. You could have Game 7 of an NBA Finals, Game 7 of a World Series the same day. And Aaron Rodgers would have a public hemorrhoid surgery at Lambeau Field. What do you think would dominate the ratings in the state of Wisconsin? I It would hands down be Aaron Rodgers. It is a football Packers frenzy state. And I've got numbers to back that up from years gone by, back when I worked with the network. I mean, on a Sunday, you know, you could blow up half the stations in the state and nobody would know until Monday morning when they went back to work. Because the ratings when we were on the air were so huge. So huge. So it, it, it matters. I've said it before. I'll say it again. You go back to when the, uh, the presidential um, candidates rolled through here some years ago. And they did a marketing study in the state of Wisconsin. What is key, key words? And before unemployment, before health care, before education, before taxes... The number one word, the catchphrase that everybody wanted to get work into their speeches, no matter where in the state they were, was Packers or Lombardi or Lambeau Field. Every one of them used it. Every single candidate had something regarding the Packers or Lombardi or Lambeau or Green Bay in their speech. That's how big it me. That's how big it is in the state of Wisconsin. That's what it means to Wisconsinites. So to ignore it, uh, you know, I mean, we could. Kind of career suicide for us. But I'll tell you this, everywhere I go, it's a topic of discussion. And it's not me walking around going, hey, anybody want to talk about Aaron Rodgers today? It's everybody comes up and says, what do you think? What's going on? Why is he doing this? Why is he doing that? It's the number one topic. You know, the old uh, the old adage of uh, water cooler discussion. That's it. 
Coming up tonight, we're going to be at, uh, we'll continue with this. We'll get Mike Clements' perspective coming up tonight. Mike uh, is going to join us live and in person. We're going to be down at the Root River Center uh, on Rawson Avenue down in Franklin tonight, 6 to 8. It's all brought to you by our friends at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Bill Michael Sports Talk Network and uh, of the huddle. So come on out tonight. Join us. Get some good food. Who knows? Maybe a bowl of frame or two out back or something like that. But we're going to be there tonight, 6 to 8 tonight. And then I know there's a lot of you asking about what the announcement's going to be uh, regarding the uh, the big unit poker run coming up on Labor Day weekend this year. We got an announcement. I'm waiting. We've got it. We've we've penned everything, crossed the T's, dotted the I's. I'm just waiting on one more thing from our, our friends that are going to work with us. And then uh, we'll be making the announcement. But it's exciting. It's exciting. So I'm going to try to get to it. Hopefully we get to it this week. So we should. But just letting you know. All right, that'll do it. Good stuff today. Give yourself a round of applause. Time for us to get out of here. Until we talk again tonight, 6 o'clock, Root River Center in Franklin. Have it going. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.